0: The most competitive guy. I mean, I would throw in Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas,
1: oh yeah, Kobe Bryant. It's basketball. It can't be, you know, you, you can't overthink it.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Another edition of King and Foster right here on NRM Streamcast. Tom Asaway in our studios in Farmington. We head out to visit our boys on location, Terry Foster, Looks like you uh, got a nice little backdrop out there today, T. Beautiful day. I'm
0: outside. Finally, uh, I'm outside, but uh, no birds around here. I can can see uh, Terry
2: flapping his wings there, flapping his gums, but I don't hear anything coming out. Terry, let's try it again. How are you, buddy? Pretty good. I still don't hear you. Anyway, wait. There he is. What's up, T? Can you hear me now? I hear you now. I hear you now. That's what
0: happened last time when you weren't here. See? I don't know what's up.
2: I don't know what's up, but it's good, man. Looks yeah, like uh,
0: I'm outside in the backyard.
2: you're looking good, man. Looking hey, I good. I
0: keep shifting around depending on where the sun is, so you can kind of see my face.
2: I do, and uh, I don't hear any birds like uh, at Jimmy's place yet. You got any bird nests above your I head?
0: All over there, and you know what we got? We got blue jays, Orioles, <laughs> and Cardinals. Man, we got, I love we got that. The here.
2: You got the whole Central Division. That's right. <laughs> I love it, man. And we're waiting on Jimmy uh to pop up. We'll get him in just a second. Our good friend Rob Parker from Hollywood joins us momentarily. I know Terry, uh, it'll be good to talk to Rob. I think there's I see I think I see Jimmy. Jimmy, are you there? I am here. What's going on, fellas? Good to see you,
1: man. How's things? Good everything is well. I see I see Terry. Hey, they let you guys outside now? You guys can go outside? <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, But only, only in the
0: backyard,
2: though. Hey, slowly but surely, slowly but surely, they're letting, they're letting the leash off That's of Terry. They're letting the leash off of Terry little by little. You're listening That's to the King sign. and Foster yeah. here on NRM Streamcast. Like I said, Rob Parker joins us in just a second. Matter of fact, I think we got him on the hotline now. Rob, are you there? I'm here. What's happening? What's good. going on? It's good to hear you, Rob. What's oh, happening? Yeah. yeah, nothing's
0: going on, Rob. It's it's pretty quiet in the country right now. Yeah. No baseball.
3: Uh, pretty crazy, man. A crazy world we're living in, bud. We've got to fight on. Hey, it's
2: good to That's hear right your voice.
3: You know what we were talking about
0: last week, Rob? What's that? Sporty cuts. <laughs> I, I, I right? got my beer in
3: there
0: before the uh pandemic
3: we celebrate 18 years in october man we've been open that long
0: i didn't know it was that many wow unbelievable
3: it really I was is telling
0: rob,
1: did I say. what's up jimmy what's up rob i was telling them i was telling them i've been in a, a bunch of your entrepreneurial spots <laughs> <laughs> that's right some of the best hot dogs too right jimmy that's right, right next All to the All Star barbershop. Dogs. I know right now. I could go for a dog right now. Nah, no, no doubt. The thing is, just the uh, point is they is, Rob. They wouldn't let you
3: call
0: your hot dog place what you wanted to. I loved it, Frank's a lot.
3: Salat. <laughs> a lot, right? That was the Frank's a lot. Why wouldn't but they you know let you know call what? it? Somebody, somebody had that name. Oh. I, 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 I thought I came up with it myself. And then I looked it up, and there's somebody had Frank's <laughs> a lot. I thought that was a great name. Why
2: didn't you just call it Dirty Water Dogs? That's what they are. You know that.
3: You know, you're right. That's what we call them in New York. That's but, it. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing like a Sabrett's hot dog. Nothing. 100% beef, uh, natural casein', spicy brown mustard, and some red onion sauce. Oh, I
2: love the red taste. onions. Love the red onions, man. Detroiters don't know what the red onions are.
3: They do at my place. I mean. <laughs> That's
2: where it, they got a chance to taste them. <laughs> That's right, man. Rob Parker joins us live on King and Foster. Terry, uh, go ahead. Uh, ask Rob a question. Hey, he's got a new book out. It's called Tales of Rob Parker's Urinating Mouse, a collection of tweets. <laughs> hey, it's only it's only 10 bucks on Amazon Prime, Rob.
0: Get Rob. 10 <laughs> What do you got to lose? Hey, Rob, you know, Not- I think you and I had the – same problem uh we would you know we'd be on the radio and then people would always bitch at us you talk about race too much stop talking about race yeah i don't want to hear about it and stuff well the reason i talked about it is to avoid what's happening in the country right now where uh you know we got um a pandemic, which has nothing to do with race, but we've got, you know, the uh, protests and the killing of, of black males mostly in this country. I think both of us pointed out that there is a problem in this country, and people kept saying, I don't want to hear about it. But they stick their, their uh, you know, their fingers in their ears and say, I don't want to talk about it. Now we've got this huge problem. Maybe it's something we should talk about as a country. Finally, we're talking about it as, as a country. So I'm glad. No, you know,
3: I'm telling Yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And those are the people who, you know, have put their heads in, the buried their heads in the sand, and they don't want to deal with it. It's funny now, is the same people who didn't want to hear from Colin Kaepernick and his his, uh, silent, peaceful protests are now talking about, oh, it should be peaceful. (laughs) Now they're interested in peace because people are mad as hell and tearing up the place. You know what I mean? Like, Like, he tried to make this four years ago, to bring attention to this on a national stage. Whenever people say, that that's not the right place or, or, or time. Yes, it is. Jimmy, the biggest stage is where you want to bring attention to something. You can't ask Colin Kaepernick to go to some park 40 miles away where there's nobody around to bring attention to a big problem. And that's what he was trying to do. And Colin Kaepernick is going to wind up being on the right side of history when this is all said and done.
0: Well, and, you know, and some people are saying, well, why don't you do it in your backyard or something like that? Well, that doesn't make sense. Go ahead, Jimmy. Protein is supposed to be uncomfortable.
2: We can't hear Jimmy. Jimmy's talking about well, like There, there, he, is.
1: there he is. There he is. There you go. Rob, go ahead, Jimmy. Rob and Jerry, both of you guys are 100% correct. You know, um, you know the Five Five took a page out of uh, uh, historical – uh, books, you know the uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, um, Jim Brown's, uh, the people who spoke out. Uh, we we emulated that. We we wanted to be uh, uh, an equalizer in the social economic difference and and the perception of amateur athletics versus professional, and we were in the you know kind of the crux of that, and uh, we felt like we. We needed to speak out about the injustices on our platform. And so um, Colin Kaepernick and many others who, you know, have risked their careers and their lives to do so. Like you said, he is going to end up on the right side of history. And my biggest thing is, what is it about this particular one that's different than all the others? That's what I'm skeptical about.
0: I think it's an accumulation. There's been three incidents in the last three weeks. It's not just this one. So I, I just think, you know, people were like, okay, this is an isolated thing, it doesn't happen. But now you've had three incidents in three weeks, and this one was so high profile. I think everybody looks back at all the things that happened in New York and all over the country, and they just say, you know what, enough is enough. I even saw white people outraged by this, and usually, most caucasians don't have anything to say about it you know usually the first thing out of their mouth was well he was arrested and uh he probably deserved it and i'm like okay selling pencils or selling loose cigarettes or forging a check or or passing a counterfeit bill it's not a death sentence no what are you talking about no
3: no that that terry that's 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 true and the big thing was and jimmy I, i agree with terry it was it was just All these things at one time and then, you know, over the course of three weeks. And then to actually watch a cop sit on a guy who's handcuffed, who's pleading for for air and his mother, a grown man, because he he felt his time was passing away like he was dying. And this guy had a smug look on his face, this cop basically saying almost like I know I can get away with this, Like 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 I can do this. And there's nothing that anybody can do. And I really don't know. I got to be honest. I've thought about it a number of times. If I was in the street and I was standing there, I'm not saying that I would have rushed the cops to to knock him off the guy, off of him, off of Floyd. But I think that if I would have been there and were able to get 20 or 30 people together with me to walk over to that cop and walk over to that situation, and, and demand that they let him up. And if not, and if we had to push him off, to do it. Because I I, I don't know if I could have watched that.
0: Ugh. Yeah, I know but Rob, you that? know what happened. You you would have got shot. Mm-hmm. And at the very least, if you were lucky, just pepper sprayed. They weren't going to allow you right. to just do that. Particularly since you're a civilian, uh, you would have got your ass kicked at the very least.
1: This is what I don't uh, – uh, here's another – Issue uh, I have, too. You know, we see many times peaceful protests um, or not. I won't even skip to the protests. We will see a white individual who is guilty and who has done one of the most heinous crimes of murder, mass murder at that at a sovereign institute get treated as a, you know, like a human being that, you know, maybe uh, snapped or, you know, with, with, with baby gloves, you know, they, they handle that individual different, but.
3: Yeah, Jimmy, uh, the guy in, the guy oh, in who, down South who killed all those people at the church, they took him that's out a that's what hamburger what after uh-huh. he that's a, that's, After they committed that's, the
1: mass murder. They, they took him out for they took him to, to get a hamburger. Correct. Oh my God. So what I'm saying is, is that where's where's all this threat that these cops claim to have? They don't have that threat when we've seen others yell with weapons in their hands in the faces of these so called so called fearful officers. But then we see them gunning down someone running away in the back. It doesn't add up. I'm not buying it. There's something deeper going on.
0: Now there, Jimmy, let me tell you, uh, my father was killed by a white police officer because he was quote unquote stealing a car. Uh, and that was what the, that was what was in the police report, a black male trying to steal a car. Police came up on him and shot him. First of all, Did you have to shoot him if he was just uh, stealing a car? The problem with that story is we got the Michigan Chronicle to investigate it. My aunt knew one of the reporters there. And what they did is my father had the keys to the car in his hand. It was an off-white VW Volkswagen, which is, it was his car. So he was trying to steal his own car. Dude just shot his ass, killed him right, right in the temple. So, um, I, I have experienced this and, um, this was a little bit before before your time, Rob, but uh, we had to hear about it on CKLW 2020 news where they said a black male was trying to steal a car and he got filled full of hot lead from an off duty police officer. So that's how I found out my father was dead and it was devastating. So, but you know, once again, wasn't a threat, wasn't trying to steal a car, but on the public record, blackmail trying to steal a car. Well, you get what you deserve is what a lot of people would say. But the fact is, that's not true.
3: What, what, what a horrible story. Uh, Terry, I did not know that. I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know it was, of, of you know, the, the details of the story. Uh, the thing I was going to say was you can have, uh, you know, like police are supposed to prote- protect and serve. My family's filled with New York City cops. A lot of them now, my cousins and whatnot and family members, they're retired. They're det- they were detectives in New York City cops for 20, 25 years. My brother is a FBI agent. So I have uh, police in my family, you know, like, so I'm not some anti-police guy. But we got to come to the point where we, A, you shouldn't hire, especially if white guys are afraid of black men. They shouldn't be cops if you if you really are afraid and you're ready to pull the trigger whenever there's some encounter with a black male. Number two, just like there are bad sports talk show hosts, bad uh, doctors, bad lawyers. Let's admit. Why can't we admit that they're bad cops and let's get rid of bad cops? They protect those guys and the police force is just as guilty as anybody. And that's the biggest problem. Is bad guys get allowed are allowed to stay on and they're not held accountable? If you start putting some of these guys, I, I say right now, if those four cops in Minnesota and Minneapolis would have been fired and arrested on the same day that that thing went down, I don't think there are riots in the street. I really don't.
2: Agreed. Agreed. King and Foster here on NRM Streamcast. Rob Parker joins us from Hollywood. Rob, uh, I know we've only got a few minutes left here where we have you on, but tell us a little bit about your new book, The Tales of Rob Parker's Urinating Mouse.
3: Well, if you do check uh check Twitter, I'm always like usually after big football games or big games where somebody loses. I started saying like uh you know, it's so quiet in Detroit. You <laughs> know, you could hear a you could hear a mouse urinate yep. on a slice of half eaten. Uh, uh, Little Caesars Pizza or something. I love, like
2: that. It. I love it.
3: So I started doing Correct. that, and people started catching on and were looking forward to hearing it. So basically I put together this book, and it's a collection of about 50 or so of these tweets. And then I, I got an illustrator who uh, illustrated some of these uh, scenarios and whatnot with the mouse. So we put it together in a nice little book. It's on Amazon.com. It's a fun read. Uh, it's only ten bucks. It's 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 pretty cool.
2: Our buddy Ray Templin was uh, your artist. I see.
3: Absolutely, I've known Ray forever. Great job. You know every Ray good draw. Damn.
2: Yeah, Ray's a good right. good artist. Ray is a obviously,
3: great, a great wow. uh, artist and and Terry, uh, graphic artist. He does a lot of stuff for me, a lot of logos and whatnot. A lot of the logos that I used on Channel 7 when I was doing the 10 o'clock news
2: uh,
3: for them, Ray Templin did. He's he's really good.
2: That's great, Rob.
3: Now, Rob, I, I, Rob,
0: I know I'm a has-been, but when can I get a, a little credit for something? You, ah, you're here we go. Claiming, here we you're go. claiming that you broke the Calvin Johnson retirement story. I want to hear— I'm it. not
3: claiming. I'm, I'm going on the video game. <laughs> I'm going off the that video. I, I'm not claiming it. I'm just saying on, on on Channel Four, Clubhouse Confidential on the Sunday night, we talked about it. I Terry, when did you break it? I don't I don't remember hearing you say it on the radio <laughs> like that.
1: Oh, really?
0: You don't? I wrote about no, seriously. it. Seriously. Said it on the radio? I don't when know did when it you was. Write about it? I, I, I even I even get credit from Outside media that said <laughs> terry Foster reported. I reported it, called the Detroit Lions, got a quote from him, wrote a second story on it with their quotes in it. You know, it was it was uh
2: How about you guys was, share you know, it? Can we share it? Uh, how about nah, sharing? I don't, it? I
3: don't so, Terry. I don't, I don't that. This, <laughs> this, is, this is the thing that this is the thing I've known you for twenty five years. <laughs> You you you're telling me that you wrote a story about it. I took it and went on Channel Four and said, I, "I I If that story was in the paper, how in the world could I have I have claimed that on Channel Four or for them to they would have said, "Rob, that's not new. That's that was reported by
1: Terry."
0: Maybe they didn't. No, I'm just talking about you on Twitter saying, "You know, you've broken a lot of stories in my life, and uh, you know when I, when I broke Calvin Johnson." I reported it, got quotes. Um re re go 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 to Google.
3: Pull pull up I, I Calvin Johnson's
0: retirement and, and see. You get my point though. But
3: do you get my point? Like when I when I went to channel four to tape that, how in the world would they have we, we would have never put that on if that was already in the paper?
2: Good point.
0: I wasn't writing for the paper then. I was I was uh, it was the website for ninety seven one.
2: I uh-huh. we talked about oh, okay.
3: it Okay, oh,
2: all right. Maybe maybe
3: picture.
2: we didn't. Hey listen. You, I, know you know
3: what? I, I, I never missed I never missed One website. I never watched never <laughs> read ready so I never missed
2: it. <laughs> you two you two get along now. I love you two of my favorites. Oh, that's
0: you know, good. You seriously when I was Let them go, man. Let them go, man. <laughs> I love, love it. you oh, are not bad. bad. <laughs> In the media, who I thought were my friends, I never heard from them. They like disappeared. Uh, like the first person to call was Rob. You okay? Is there anything I can do? So I appreciate that. I mean, I was, I was in a fog when I was sick, didn't know my name, looking for friends and everything. And then Rob would call like three, four times in a week. So I really appreciate that because I was, I was in a lot of trouble and then I'm looking, where's my Where's my buddies in the media? Well, I'm, I haven't heard from them, but here's Rob. So I always appreciate that.
3: Well, I do too, and I appreciate your friendship because when I first came to Detroit in 1993, now can I claim I was the first black columnist at the Free Press, <laughs> fourth columnist? Okay. Sure, you can when claim that. Came, when I came to Detroit, Terry's at the, the competing paper at the news. We, of course, already knew each other because we covered the NBA together. But uh, Terry picked me up, showed me around Detroit, took me around, and I've always remembered that, and I always appreciated that. He didn't have to do that and have to extend his uh, uh, friendship to me, like in that way, and I always appreciate it. So to me, it's, not, it's easy to be friends with people when life is good. That's easy. It's, it's it's harder when think when when you're not out there, uh, Terry, and you're not on the radio, and you're not the guy that everybody remembers. That's the time when people really need friends, and friendship, to me, is more important. So Amen. I just did what Amen. I I just did what I what I what I would have done under
1: any circumstance.
2: I love it. I love it. That's beautiful. That's beautiful,
1: Rob. And we're get the, Rob, the to baby. Terry. to make him spill his guts. Jimmy loves feel-good
0: stories. He does.
2: He does. Hey, hashtag get robbed, man. Hashtag get robbed. (laughs) Hey, Hey,
3: guys, man, I appreciate it.
2: Hey, before you go, Rob, before you go, I want to put this out to all you guys. A a hero of mine passed away today by the name of Wes Unseld. Oh, yes. And I I want to get your take on him, Rob. You go first. Wes
3: Unseld. Uh not not only just a, a great basketball player we know and and they won the championship with the Bullets in the old days. That's yep. the Wizards for the youngins who don't know, the Washington Bullets. But he was just a professional classy guy. I mean, you know, obviously as a coach and an executive and mm-hmm. West uh I remember him late you know, as 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 that, as an executive. And just a nice man to want to be around. Talented, but Classy and professional—those
2: are the words I would use to describe
3: Wes. Terry, how about you? I was—I was going
0: to use that word too, professional. I think that's the ultimate word to describe Wes Unsell. But you know, I would also say he was a bulldog. He's mm-hmm. a center, mm-hmm. six foot eight, big, burly, uh, just like three inches taller than Jimmy. But he's playing in the post and kind of controlling it too. So and passing, just passing like man. a point
2: guard. He passed like a point guard.
3: Yes. Yep.
0: Jimmy, do yep, you know what
2: you remember anything about West? Yeah, Jimmy, he's too young. I know, I know, easy. but he's a basketball yeah. player.
1: Oh, so, yeah, absolutely. The original, the original, the original rebound and outlet man, all the way to the other end of the court around the top of the key free throw line. That's where Chris Weber got it from. So,
2: yeah. mm. so
1: ah. yes, yes, Chris Weber stole a page out of West sales book. Yes, we had a conversation with our coaches and coaching staff about, you know, getting out was, you know, we wanted to get out and run and uh, Chris and Juwan were one of the best big passing big mans uh, in the history of the game. So, you know, he took a page out of Wes's book and we benefited from it tremendously. I also remember him personally as an executive um, in my encounters with them and, you know, Rob and Terry hit it right on the head, just professional. Uh, great guy, easy to talk to, um, very knowledgeable. Yep. And, um, you know, you just wanted to, um, you know, be around him so you could soak up some of that knowledge that he, he has forgotten. So rest in peace, Wes.
2: Rest in peace. If I had a son, Rob, I told you, you guys I was going to name him
0: something. Wes. <clears throat> Rob, do you know how many members of the Fab Five are in the University of Michigan Sports Hall of Fame?
3: <laughs> uh Zero.
0: <laughs> that is correct zero we got to yep. change that this is the most Absolutely. iconic moments of University of Michigan basketball and none of them are in the Hall of fame
3: no that there's no doubt about it that has to change and Terry, you also need to be in there that's also the next media member uh they need to get together get that together matter of fact i'm gonna uh, nominate you and talk to George okay. icorn and get
0: Get that set up well, because I, Rob. I wasn't talking about the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame. I was talking about the University of Michigan Sports oh, Hall of Fame. I thought you none were talking about anymore. really.
3: They're still yeah, not. None of them.
2: No, they don't exist.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, never well, that, that That definitely, that definitely has to change. That, that, that. that it has will
2: to Hey, Rob. It's thanks it, for coming you. on with us, buddy. We appreciate and you. Guys, Keep it up. Thank
3: you. You know, I'm
2: We're proud of you. Well. We're proud of you.
3: Thank you. So,
1: right, all
2: right. Rob you Parker. Rob Parker joining us from Hollywood. Make sure you check him out on Fox Sports. He's all over the place. And uh, check him out. The Urinating Mouse, The Tales of Rob Parker's Collection of Tweets. Check that out on Amazon. Terry and Jimmy, stay right there. You're outside. You got the birds tweeting. It's all beautiful out there. And uh, we'll be right back My after this on NRM Streamcast. King and Foster.